Welcome back to another episode of The Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And we have to start with a little bit of a correction this week, which last week I said, we never really do corrections because nobody texts us to correct us about names of actors. You called our listeners stupid. You said our listeners are dumb. Uh, Maybe they're disengaged. But no, I, I don't know. I think we know... I, this is what I said. I think we know more about like names of actors and things than many of our friends who are listening to this. Um, however, I could not remember the name of the Netflix movie that I recommended. Not that I couldn't remember. I thought it was something else. I thought it was I Care Too Much. It's actually called I Care A Lot. This is also a sign that we're turning into our parents. <laughs> you know, parents just go out of their way to to screw up simple, simple titles. Can't name the can't like actually keep anything straight well it's have you seen the quinoa commercial um i think it's geico oh no see this is this is why advertising is bad because i've seen the commercial a million times and i don't know what it's advertising but the one where the guy helps prevent people turning into their parents oh yeah yeah it's brilliant yeah and they can't and he has the word quinoa written on the thing and they can't say it Uh so my mom can say the word quinoa but she calls it couscous like if I'm making quinoa, <laughs> she's like, oh, can I have some of your couscous? So it's like. Couscous is just a less healthier version of of quinoa. Yeah. So it's, I, I relate to the commercial, but just not fully, but I respect where they were going and it is um, a great commercial. However, um, do you know what it is? Is it Geico? I don't know. Uh, it sounds like a Geico thing. The Geico advertising yeah. arm branch is, is brilliant. Whatever yeah. third party they use for, for their advertising deserves every penny they get they're doing a lot all right so the correction is the movie's actually called i care a lot and i just really could not nail that one down um even like leading up to it i was talking to some people about the fact that it was coming out and i i just couldn't remember what it was called so i care a lot on netflix was one of my recommendations last week um i don't know where it is right now in the netflix top 10 i'm actually gonna do a recommendation of a show that i believe is currently the number one um yeah. that is that you say, yeah, it is. No, I mean, that's just, oh, that's what we are. We were well, the, the top thing on, on Netflix. Sure. So I don't know where I care a lot sits. I do believe Rosamund Pike won the Golden Globe last night for best actress in a movie. Oh my God. Comedy. The Golden Globes were last night and I totally missed it. The only thing is Nomadland won a lot, which made me happy. Um, I can't believe that. So there was that Chadwick Boseman won. Um, best actor so that was his wife's acceptance speech was a must-see moment but there was not a lot of must-see moments and tina fey and amy poehler made a fun a lot of like the diversity issues and all of the many many issues with the golden globes um because have host. you looked into that yeah the the well and do you know the emily and paris stuff the emily and paris stuff is so, so good I thought, but you know what's funny if i ran the show i'd be doing the same thing me and all yeah. my friends would be partying on all these six sets in europe so long story short the emily and paris people which emily and paris is a netflix show many of you have probably watched it i devoured it very quickly um and i had a lot of friends that did as well it's one of those it's, shows it was, it was entertaining for for women but it should not be critically acclaimed. No, it was not. It was bad. It was a really, really bad show. And there were times when you're like, gosh, should I be watching this? It's so bad. But it was entertaining and I watched it. So I can't knock it that hard. However, the you know people involved, like the head of those that show invited a bunch of people from the Hollywood Foreign Press who's, who votes on these awards over to Paris while it was filming. And they were they staying- got a f- Fancy suites, a free stay. It was upwards of 30 people, three zero, 
30 yeah. over 30 members of the Hollywood Foreign Press. Like, Which, uh, that, that's that's payola. That's the definition of payola. That's the definition of corruption. Yeah, and that happens. I mean, there's there's of course all it this, does. Of course yeah, it there's does. all this discussion about Oscar campaigns, and if you want to win the Oscar for best movie, best actor, whatever, you really have to like wine and dine the right people. Like it's it's more political than it should be. Um, just like the fact that Emily in Paris was nominated was was pretty crazy. So. It didn't. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't think it won. <laughs> I, I say that realizing I don't know, but I'm sure it didn't win. No, I think even the writer of Emily in Paris was like disgusted that they were nominated and um, I will destroy. I may destroy you was not. nominated. <gasps> oh, I forgot. Yes, I did hear that, that it was not. Um... So that's a bad look when the when the writer of the show that you nominate is pissed that you nominate her and not somebody else. It's like, ooh, gee whiz. But Paris, I made a you is a show I have recommended. I will give it a second recommendation. If you have not watched it, it's on HBO. It's phenomenal in so many ways. I love Michaela Cole. She's phenomenal in so many ways. Watch that before you watch Emily in Paris. Um, and then you can watch Emily in Paris. But it's just such a good show. And that is it. It, it was critically acclaimed and it should win all the awards. And the fact that yeah, the fact that that happened is kind of crazy. So the Golden Globes were last night. Um, I do believe Rosamund Pike won. I am not positive, but whatever. So I enjoy the movie a lot. I think a lot of people have. Jack, we're going to jump in because we got a non-wreck, I believe, to start. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I I will say, <clears throat> sorry, we're recording early and I haven't had all my... Uh... My, my nutrients. He's clearing we, his throat um, as I sip my coffee. We, I, it, it got a lot of critical pizzazz. I, I wanted to say acclaim, but I had already used the, the phrase critical acclaim like a, a minute ago, so I didn't want to do it again. It got a lot of love critically, and I can see why I think it's, it's very original. Uh, it's very well acted. Rosamund Pike as your anti-hero. And then if she's the anti-hero and you're rooting for her, I don't know what that makes Peter Dinklage. I guess mm -hmm. the villain. But in many ways, he has like the right of way as to what he's doing. Like he's justified in being terrible and awful to Rosamund Pike because she is like the worst person on the screen. Um, I didn't feel sympathy or empathy for any of the characters. They were all just kind of horrible, horrible people doing horrible, horrible things. And it was like this whole, it was this whole industry set up for horrible people, um, you know, leeching off of richer elderly folks. It, it just kind of, it was just kind of mad for me. I don't know. I did watch it right after we um, did the podcast last week. So maybe I was still in my, in my combative zone, my violent combative zone. But honestly, that that mindset should have been perfect for this movie. Uh, I didn't like it. It's it kind of ends, and then you're like, okay, fine. Like, am I supposed to feel anything for this kind of ending? You know, um, that's not giving it away, but you'll know what I mean if you've seen it. It's just kind of like because it's set up like there's a there's something that happens at the very end, and it's supposed to like elicit some some sort of like, oh my god, and it just didn't do it for me. I was like, oh okay, that sounds about right. <laughs> I I definitely think the ending made me go like, oh, interesting. I wasn't like, whoa, 
crazy yeah. twist. But I was like, oh, interesting that they, cho- I, I was like, interesting choice. So it's, I don't actually disagree with what you said. I don't really think any of these characters are likable. I don't think I was rooting for any of them. Like I wasn't rooting for her. However, it was interesting enough for me to watch. Like I'm actually getting really used to that with entertainment. And I wish I could come up with five examples because they are out there of these shows where like everyone is awful and I'm not rooting for anyone. And I actually think maybe that's because I watch a lot of reality TV. Ozark is kind of there. Ozark, that's, yeah, it's but, Ozarky, but Ozark is is so long. Julia that, Garner, you root for Julia Garner, blonde. Yeah, curly. she's and she's terrible, but she has her she has her things. Julia Garner is a terrible person. Ruth is a bad bad. Ruth, Ruth Langmore is a bad bad person, but she's our bad person, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think you can get away with that. Breaking Bad too, another one. You can get away away with that if you like have enough time to flush these characters out and show a couple of sides of them that you know you can relate to. With this, it's just under two hours, I think, and it's just it's just bad people left and right. Yeah, very well acted though. Yeah, I just found it. I don't know if it was just all the shiny, pretty things that made me really into it, but I just found it an interesting watch. And I agree with you that like they're all bad people. So I will say, Peter Dinklage is like a former gangster on the run, so he's like in hiding in whatever city they're in. And come on, if you're a little person and you're still like a captain of industry somewhere i think you'd be you'd be spotted relatively soon he's not out and about a he's lot not, when we see him he's though. not he's not like laying low he like has an yeah. office in a high-rise building he's not like holed up in some safe house yeah he's like <laughs> going out and getting coffees or danishes I mean- they went pretty hard in the paint with just like how bad these people are and how they're like how intense their backstories are. They probably could have pulled back a little bit on that and the movie still would have worked, but yeah. I thought it worked overall. You are finished with I care a lot too much. I'm Is the name with... bad? Is it a bad name? I care a lot. I don't really understand it. Yeah, I don't either. I guess it's because her she plays this supposedly Caretaker. like sympathetic figure yeah like i'm only doing this because i care about the people it's not about the money so maybe that's it i don't know yeah i just think i care too much is a popular phrase because it's like what are your weaknesses i care too much and i care a lot doesn't really mean anything i pay too much attention to detail that's a little interview tip for you if some of the, the interviewer asks you what your weakness is you know what i take i have a problem with taking work home with me a lot those you know? actually are my problems <laughs> <laughs> i don't I don't know if I care too much is anymore, but too much attention to detail and taking work home are actually two of my real life problems. So if you're ever interviewing me, I'm not lying. All right. um, I am going to go next. My show, this is weird. And I wish I could give you a show that every episode was out, but I'm actually going to do a show that just premiered one episode on Monday. It is called Bear Town on HBO. And I, as I say that, So HBO is doing this thing. I have both HBO on cable and HBO Max. That's weird. Well, you're you're doubling up. I live with my parents. Steal the HBO Max? No, I I pay um, for. It's like the one thing I pay for. Um, I my parents have HBO and I have HBO Max. So it's weird though because some things are only on Max. Um, It's a sin. I mean, Max is the way to go because Max is everything. So, and, I, and we'll talk about this um, later, I think. Are you doing It's a Sin? Later? I am. Okay. 
that one is only on Max. And I tried to watch mm-hmm. it on HBO because I was too lazy to switch over my inputs. And it's only on Max. So Beartown, I believe, is one that is on both. And it's interesting how they choose what goes where. It, it seems, honestly, like a lot of the foreign stuff goes to Max only. And a lot of... Is although, that, the head is just on Max, right? I, yeah, I believe so. I, yeah. It's... I only know when I try to watch something on HBO via cable and it doesn't work. So Beartown actually worked um, through cable. So I said that most of the foreign stuff goes to Max, but this is actually a Swedish show. So it is completely in Swedish and it is subtitled. It is about a Swedish town, like a small Swedish town, present day-ish. And it's like a a youth hockey team. Um, And this guy comes back so guy makes it out of this small town to the NHL, like phenomenal hockey player goes over and does the NHL thing. And then he's like in his probably late thirties, early forties. And he and his family move back to this town. And so he becomes the coach of this team. And it's kind of like Gordon Bombay vibes in that sense. Um, if Gordon was, if Gordon made it to the NHL, because I think Gordon was always on the minors. Yeah. Imagine if Gordon was good. And also, didn't Gordon have a DUI or some kind of um, Gordon? Okay. That's what happened. Gordon uh, gave up hockey because of that horrifying experience he had when he hit the the post when he was playing for the Hawks. So he gave it up. He went to law school, became a lawyer, a very successful lawyer, got a DUI. And then his community service was the judge knew that he had a hockey background. So he had to go. And then his success as a coach led him to further pursue his own hockey dreams. And the beginning of D2 is he can't get out of the minors, so he comes back and coaches hockey again. I, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen – I saw one Mighty Ducks movie in, like, 2012, and I haven't seen a Mighty Ducks movie since before – long before that. Um, other than that, and I really wish I had, and I'm impressed with your knowledge. It's a really good movie. I mean, the, yeah. the first two, three, when they go to high school, is like, oh, okay, maybe we're pushing it. But D1 and D2 are actually really good movies. Yeah, I totally agree. So – our recommendation this week is D1 and D2. No, I actually, um, I'm only half joking there. You should, we should all watch those. Maybe we should start doing that, like throwbacks, and then we'll come talk about them. But Beartown is, we, we got to switch vibes here because it's a completely different vibe. Like you think it's that traditional guy comes back from the NHL, small town, whatever, but there's some dark and twisty stuff that is afoot. The show actually starts with someone chasing someone through the woods holding a gun. So, like, you know pretty much right off the top that there is some dark and twisty stuff. Um, It centers on the coach and, like, his relationship with the older people in the community, but it also centers on his kid. So he has a daughter, and the next-door neighbors have a son, and they don't get along with the next-door neighbors, and there's a lot of drama there. I feel as though I should say there is some kind of sexual assault coming. We haven't seen it yet. So that's the thing with... um, with recommending a week to week show, I normally wouldn't do it because there's four hours left of the show and I don't know if it's going to be good. However, I'm like very confident it's going to be good because the first episode was so good and it, it has already aired abroad because it's a Swedish show. Um, and it was very well received elsewhere. So yeah, there's some stuff that is coming. We have not seen any of it yet. We're kind of still seeing the setup, but it's, um, it's just setting up well. It's an interesting show. I It's five episodes, so it's a limited series, and it is going to be good. So it's one episode out now, and then it's week to week, and it airs on Mondays. Um, and everyone should watch it, I think. <laughs> Don't get mad at me if it's bad. Just kidding. No, I think it's good. So that is Beartown on HBO and HBO Max, wherever you get 
your HBO content. Okay. Um, you hinted at it. My strongest recommendation of this week is It's a Sin. It's uh, only available on HBO Max. It's international, but not really because it's British. So it's like, you know, pretty much they speak American and stuff. Uh, mid-1980s uh the gay scene in london and it's a bunch of kids quite literally kids 17 18 years old they all leave their homes in scotland with their families wales whatever they travel down to london and uh you know at first they don't they're not openly telling people they're gay they're bisexual or whatever and and soon enough they all find each other and they live together in this house and you know they're for the first time in their lives they're they're who they really are and all the while keeping it secret from from their parents some parents have a tough time dealing with it other parents are totally open with it you know but the backdrop of all this is these rumors coming from san francisco and new york that there's this gay cancer killing people uh but they don't have to worry about it because it's an ocean away and they're in London and that's, you know, that's an American gay problem. And as it becomes more and more prevalent in London, you know, characters start dying. And again, there are people, they have no idea what it is. They just think it's some aggressive form of cancer and, and they're dying at a rapid rate. Um, I will say the timing of the show is so perfect because and I can't imagine a time like this, but it's it's true. Like the late 80s, nobody knew what the hell AIDS really was. I mean, we knew it was a sexually transmitted disease, most commonly through gay men. But could, you know, could I get it from giving you a hug? Could I get it from kissing you? Could I get it from just sitting next to you? And there was also all these ways to combat it so they thought they'd hear all these rumors like if you drank battery acid it would kill the the virus inside of you and it, I, it you can't help but compare it to what we went through last year with covid uh so it's the timing is really good in that respect and it is a gun gut-wrenching series uh, if you can imagine pretty much everyone in the every cast member is a gay dude and not everybody lives and um, it's a rough watch. There's a couple of speeches in particular when, you know, these young men realize that they're 20, 21 and they have a death sentence and they've got like 18 months to live. And they're like, what do I even do? You know, do I like just hold myself up in my room or do I, do I live? Um, so I can't imagine like grappling with that. And yeah, it's very good. It's, it's, it's a rough watch though. Yeah, I watched it all. Um, I agree. It's a very rough watch, but it's also uplifting and redeeming in ways. You're not going to be uplifted in the end necessarily. It's not like, oh, but it has this happy ending and everything's okay. Like, it's definitely not like that. But they did such a good job with the characters and making these like characters that you enjoy watching, which ultimately makes it more heartbreaking. But there are definitely redeeming some shows are just sad and you texted me and said to watch this and I was like well I saw but I just wasn't like in that place where I just wanted to watch something so sad and 
some shows think they're good because they're just very sad. And like, if it has to be like for it to be good, it has to be sad. And this show is a good mix of it's heartbreaking, but it's also fun to watch these friends when you do get to see them having fun, living their lives. And yes, there's all this other stuff going on, but there are, like I said, these very redeeming qualities and they did a good job with that. So it's also crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to see how far we've come in what 30, 35 years, because a lot of the characters, you know, the main characters are gay, openly gay. And you know, it's, that's just how it is. But then there's a lot of side characters who are like, who engage in, in gay acts. They're like, well, I'm not gay. I just, you know, I mess around from time to time. I'm not, you know, I'm not a gay man. I'm just a guy that I think one like gets rough in the dirt sometimes. It's like um, how they the, refer to it. As. The, that one quote, we'll get it wrong if we try, but that one quote was like, yeah, really it was bad. so offensive. And yeah. Um, but it was just like, that's how people, or, you know, his mom said, you know, he's right now, he's just a young kid. He will grow up. And by grow up, she means turn straight. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a wild way of thinking. Yeah, and not to be naive because that certainly happens in places. Oh, sure, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was incredibly common, and it was you just watch it and you're like, yeah, we have come really far, and probably not far enough, but like we have come so far as a society. And it's like it's just some phase. Like he'll grow up, he'll he'll find a wife. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um it's a great watch. You said it's on HBO Max, um, a five episode limit series, and yeah, it's um. I don't, I actually didn't Google it. Do you know if it's getting like how it's been received? I would assume it's getting really good reviews and received. Oh, I'm sure it's getting, it's the same dude who did, if you've seen uh, years and years, the same dude who did that. I actually haven't. um, I either started that one and didn't like it or it was getting bad reviews and I didn't, I normally don't like base this much off what other people are saying, but I, I, that's also an HBO show. Um, It's a sin. Oh, by the way, 98, 97 on, on Rotten Tea. Yeah. Yes. I second your recommendation. It is um, a very good show and just, I don't know, know, know that it's going to be tough, but also um, worthwhile and I don't know. Well done. Anything else? Uh, No. Oh, on it's a sin. No. Okay. People die. It's a bummer. And the circumstances around it are make it worse. Like the, they, they really tugged at the heartstrings for some of those, and it was cruel. <laughs> but well, kids, they, yeah, I, I, these men were dying, and their families were ashamed that their kids had AIDS because that meant that they were gay, and so they weren't telling anybody that they were dying, or they would come yeah. up with some wild explanation as to what they were dying of. So naturally, age wasn't getting the attention that it deserved, and it's crazy to see on a small human level how you know if you get one case like that and then hundreds of thousands yeah of course aids isn't going to get the attention yeah yes it is um it is heartbreaking but we both recommend two very strong severe two very enthusiastic thumbs up um okay i watched a documentary that's two hours and 20 minutes and i didn't hate it uh the billy eilish documentary on apple tv plus we both know that I love a celebrity documentary. Um, I often tell people to watch Lady Gaga Five Foot Two. You have seen that. You don't like it as much as me. I mean, it's it's fine. I don't like the music documentaries where the person has the final cut. I don't know that she did. I I truly don't know that she did for that. You think Paris Who, Hilton? Lady Gaga? Yeah. 
you think Paris I think Lady Hilton was... Gaga had Lady Gaga had a say in what was in that documentary. So like Taylor Swift definitely had a say in hers. Um yeah. Beyonce, yeah. I think Beyonce produced, directed, and everything hers. Um the Lady Gaga five foot two is just I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. I just, I don't know that she had fun cut. Anyway. She gets the, naked in it. FYI. She does. She does. She say she gets naked. Like she's sitting by the pool talking to her team and she doesn't have a bathing suit top on anymore. Like she does. Yeah. And then she doesn't. And then you just, it's just there. Um, it's not some like big dramatic getting naked. It's, it's just like coyly slipped in, which I enjoyed. Um, Anyway, watch Lady Gaga Five Foot Two, but also Billie Eilish on um, Apple TV Plus. So, I'm definitely a um, a oh my gosh, what's the word? Like, I'm not a rabid Billie Eilish fan. I think Bad Guy is like one of the best pop songs of the last ten years, but I'm not like diehard Billie Eilish fan. And I knew basic things about her, but I didn't know like she lives in her family's home in like East LA still. And has well, how old is she? Cut nineteen. Yeah, she's quite she, young. I mean, unless she's moved out of this specific house. So this this documentary was shot over a few years. So I believe they actually started like sixteen or seven, two thousand sixteen or seventeen shooting. So she's like fifteen when they start shooting this, and she again is is currently in twenty twenty one. She is nineteen years old, and has cajillions of dollars. Like couldn't have more money for a nineteen year old move aside Kylie Jenner, Billie Eilish is like one of the most successful people you can imagine. You look like you want to say something. No, it's just crazy. Anyone who's that famous and that rich, I always get bummed out to realize that she wasn't born on before. She was born after 9-11. 2002, 2003. She was born December, 2001. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, she's, there's like a sense of wise beyond her years, but there's also when you watch this, you realize like, yeah, she's just a teenager and she's obviously like very popular with like the teens, but she's a like, she's just a great pop artist. And so the thing about this, I actually don't know if she had final cut, but if you watched it, you would assume that she did. Cause there's not a lot of super revealing stuff in it. She never looks bad, but I don't really know in what way she would you do see a lot of a relationship she had so she was dating someone that like i don't know if that was public before but you see the guy and you see her calling him like after coachella and being like where are you come to this you know i I got you into this party he's like a know nothing rapper and she's like come here and he's like oh i'll try i'll try you know what i mean so like you it's like like typical typical teenage relationship stuff it's very relatable like (laughs) it's just so I don't know that that information was public about her. She doesn't like, she doesn't talk publicly about her relationship and all that to my knowledge. Again, this is me as a not hardcore Billie Eilish fan, but it's a lot of her songwriting. So I did know that she writes with her brother and they just sit in his room again in like East LA and they write these songs that then become like seven times platinum um, and everything. So you see a lot of that. It's like I said, it's not a lot of super revealing um, information and it is two hours and 20 minutes, but I was never bored. And I was never like, why is this this long? Like I never got to that point. And I'm a, I need things to be concise and I need the movie or show to get to the point quickly. And two hours and 20 minutes, I was like, what? But it's, it's worth it. Um, 
there's some good stuff with Justin Bieber. So she was like obsessed with him. Apparently her mom considered taking her to therapy because she was so in love with Justin Bieber when she was like 13. And then Justin Bieber like becomes her friend. And so there's some cute stuff um, with that just to watch her be like a very relatable teen who's crying over Justin Bieber. Um, And he asked to be on her song. He actually um, almost ruined bad guy, but we won't, he didn't need to be on that song, but anyway, um, yeah, there's some good, some good stuff. And I, I just think she's an interesting person, um, to learn about. She's definitely like a pop star of a different kind and hopefully of a new kind. Like it, a lot of people are comparing it to the Britney documentary because it's like Britney's what happens when you throw a 16 year old to the wolves or you throw her in the deep end, see if she can swim. And like, she couldn't swim. And Billie Eilish has like all the support in the world, all the family support in the world, like doesn't do the weird dressing stuff so that she is not being over-sexualized by the media. Like she's, she's avoided a lot of the pitfalls of Britney. And that is maybe in thanks to Britney, but also just because she's being completely like brought up in this world, the like 180, the opposite way. So it's interesting to watch. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I was talking with uh, one of our listeners, Melissa, and we are ready for the Mickey Mouse Club documentary, the Mickey Mouse Club of the Earl with JC Chazé, Brittany, Christina. There's uh, a couple other. Well, Justin. Felicity was in there. JT. Who's Felicity? Yeah. Felicity. Um, oh, the, the girl that was in Felicity. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Oh, okay, okay. Who's Felicity? Come well, on. no, you said that like I was like Felicity Huffman. Like, I didn't know. No, 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 no. I was trying that to think of be. a famous person named Felicity. Yeah. But don't you think we need that documentary? Yeah. Oh, I think Ryan it's... Gosling? Ryan Gosling was in there? I don't know yes, if I knew was. that one. There's, there's a couple people where, like, they'll be in a movie and it'll be like, did you know this person was in the Mickey Mouse Club with Bernie Spears? Um, I want to I... know, if you're in the Mickey Mouse Club at, like, 11 or 12, how do you not parlay that into a successful career in entertainment? Well, you know, an... it, I would want to talk to someone who is in that cast who just never got any work after that. That would be a bummer. Um, it's a numbers game. I feel like there were so many kids, like some of them had to fail. Right. But also like, if you think about it, like if you're doing it and you're 11, your parents were probably like, Hey, we're going to put you in this thing. And some of the kids are probably like, not for me. Right. Like there had to be someone that was like, I'm not into this. Um, I just think that documentary would have to be like a five part documentary because there's so many famous people. And like, there's probably so much to cover. We're also probably not ready for it yet. We need another decade of like of wild stuff to happen to their lives and careers. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those people are at a weird place where they're like, yeah, I mean, just give it 10 more years, 10 more years. Um, there is a documentary coming out called kid 90 on Hulu. Let me look up the date three twelve, March 12th. So it's two weeks. Um, uh, Soleil moon fry. And Oh yeah. Have you seen that? Or you just like Soleil moon fry. Punky Brewster. Are you responding to the fact that Punky Brewster is attractive or have you heard of Yes, the that's what okay. I'm doing. I'm, yes, she's gave, – give her a Google, boys and girls. <laughs> she looks great. Um, she has aged very, very well. She apparently was like a little videographer back in the day when she was like 15 and she was Punky Brewster and she had many, many, many famous friends who are still very famous now. And – it's like all those kids. It's actually kind of before our time. It's a lot of the. Oh, it's way. Oh, it's it's, it's, not yeah, way. it's ten years old. Uh, ten years older than us. Yeah. So it's it's a group 
a group that we are not necessarily as familiar with, but you know all the people. Like these people are incredibly famous. And like so the Corys. The Corys. One. Well, one of the. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the Corys in it because the other. Yeah. Corey, yeah. So yes, the Corys and um, not Jonah Hill. Anyway, if you Google Kid Ninety Hulu, um, the promo just dropped for it, and um, it looks good, and it's coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, speaking of '90s kids and documentaries um it looks good i i like it because there's like these old tapes um of them from when they were kids and so having that footage definitely makes it like worthwhile i think i don't know i haven't seen it yet okay what is your next rec my last one is um and i i i come to this recommendation hat in hand i hadn't seen the first woody allen piece last week when i came on and it, it almost sounded like i'm i was pro woody uh, let's separate. Uh, definitely sounded like you were pro Woody. Let's, let's separate the art from the artist, folks, because I realize how bad I sound. Um, look, Woody's a creep. Uh, even if none of, even if I'm not even going to say that, Woody's a creep. Very bizarre, cringeworthy stuff. I credit Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow looks great, by the way, in this mm -hmm. documentary. I'm talking, of course, about Alan versus Farrow. Or Woody versus Mia. I think it's Alan versus Pharaoh. It's Alan versus it's Alan V. Pharaoh. I don't know. Alan if V. Pharaoh. I don't see versus or not. Uh, Mia Pharaoh is front and center. So are a lot of her kids. Um, Woody is not a part of it, and you, you, it doesn't take a genius to see why he's not a part of it. It is. Uh, it's a tough watch. It's a brutal watch. And good God, Woody Allen. Um, if he hasn't already been canceled, I haven't seen, I don't have my cancel screen up. Is he canceled yet? Not quite. He's like, clo he's as close as it gets to being he's, canceled without being canceled. Yes. He is definitely not fully canceled. I will say that. No. But no one's green. Light. Like he used to do a movie a year up until like a couple of years ago and no movies for quite some time. Uh, it's brutal. It's tough to watch. Even if you're not a Woody Allen fan, I think you watch it and you realize how influential he was in pop culture, especially American pop culture. Uh, like I said, a movie a year, dude, the dude has like, he's honestly has like 35 movies, 40 movies. And he's, he's a filmmaker in the traditional sense of the word writer, director, producer. Did you get to the second episode? Yeah. I watched it last night. The part where they go through movie after movie and his like rough drafts and his scripts and, Blah blah blah. It's always an eighteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, yeah, eighteen-year-old sexy girl. Yeah. So not only is he like prolific and he's just putting out movie after movie, but they all have the same plot, and it's always like him dating a seventeen-year-old or someone I, dating seventeen. Yeah, they okay. A lot of Woody Allen movies. Well, listen, when you make forty goddamn movies, some of them are going to look similar. Um, I agree. There's always in recent years, last decade, Scarlett Johansson has taken up that mantle of being like his. She's in like four or five Woody movies, and maybe right. she's aging out. That was an insensitive joke, but um, it's 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 a rough watch. Uh, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, um, but like so, I don't want to go too too deep into this, but there's a book called "I Like to Watch" by Emily Nussbaum, and she has an entire essay on what do we do with the art of bad men, and she loves Woody Allen and. Woody Allen, I mean, his it's movies a are lot. so good. His movies are hilarious. I just recommend reading that because it's, you can, she's not saying like, yeah, I don't know. She wrestles with 
like how to what to do with her love for Woody Allen, knowing all of these things now. Um, and it's it's just interesting because like again, he has these movies, everyone loves them, but at the same time, like at what point are you supporting him? And like it's it's different with music artists because if you're streaming their music constantly, like they are financially profiting off that. So like the mute R. Kelly movement was like, we can't get him tried and convicted at that at the point of mute R. Kelly, they couldn't, they had tried and failed to do that. And so it was like mute R. Kelly was basically like don't stream his stuff. Don't go to his concerts. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do anything. Well, like the we'll only, the only justice we have is to take him out of pop culture that way. And then, of course, that spiraled, and he's going to be in jail for a very long time. And you know, it that completely changed everything. But so with Woody Allen, it's like, well, if you're, I don't know, if you're streaming one of his movies on Hulu, I'm assuming some of them are available on streaming services. Like I don't know if you're financially helping him or whatever who cares but i just or not who cares but it's very complicated like again i we if we can't solve this problem right now but it is interesting because you watch the stuff and you're like this man like just has some serious problems and got away with this for decades and like again like i guess you just separate the art from the artist but don't you still feel a little weird knowing what the content of these movies is he might be, I'm not comparing him to Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson's imprint on pop culture is second to none. But a couple of years ago when we were trying to cancel Michael Jackson, we were like, we can't. <laughs> Michael Jackson, we can't. He's uncancelable because that's how his fingerprints are all. What's that? I think it's the same thing as Woody Allen. No, I, I, I that's what I'm saying. I agree. I think Woody Allen is his impact on just like the romantic comedy genre in and of itself is to like every romantic comedy today has some piece of Woody Allen in it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, like look into it a little bit. Cause he's, he's covered like every kind of angle of yeah. they, they hate each other. And then at the end, guess what? They love each other kind of thing. Um, I'm going to do a hard left turn into um, a very different show, but I will, my last thing on this other than Emily Nussbaum's essay is on the record is also on HBO Max and it is about um, Russell Simmons and the women who have come forward to talk about what he did to them. Um, it's like a 90 minute or two hour documentary. It's um, it's not like a multiple parter, but it's definitely worth a watch. And um, it's a really well done documentary. It went a little more under the radar because I think it came out last summer, but I definitely recommend on the record as well. Um, Alan V. Farrow is four parts and I don't know I don't love watching it but I've seen both episodes so there's that um but yeah on the record is um a strong wreck from me anything else on this before I mm. whoa sorry that was my phone dragging across the table uh anything else before I switch no okay did you attempt to watch Ginny and Georgia uh no I didn't did you watch the preview I haven't even watched the preview but I, I have the banner on my, on my, was it Netflix? Netflix, right? Yeah. Just throw the preview one. It'll make you happy. Um, I loved the show. It is a mess. I'm actually going to pull up what I sent to you. And I, <laughs> you just responded and said, I don't like either show. I told you it was Gilmore Girls mixed with Euphoria. And you said, I don't like either show, which I didn't think you liked Gilmore Girls, but I'm, I am really surprised you don't like Euphoria. Um, I think you need to give that one a second try, but I probably do. I probably do. Uh, there is 
a review that I sent you that compared it to trash can nachos, which is a Guy Fieri concoction where he puts like a million things in a little trash can and then makes delicious nachos. And that's, that is what the show is. Like there is so much to the show. So it is Gilmore Girls. At first I was like, oh, it's just kind of like a racier version of Gilmore Girls. Like they deal with sex in a lot more upfront manner. Um, and there is some like murder stuff, <laughs> which is interesting, but it is, there is just so much more to it. Like you can't say it's Gilmore Girls combined with Euphoria because it really is like 15 other shows and there are so many different plots. It is that same like Gilmore Girls vibe because it takes place in a small town in Massachusetts. Obviously Gilmore Girls is Connecticut, um, but it it is just, I loved I absolutely loved watching the show and it's not perfect. It's a bit of a mess. There is some, I mean, there's some dark stuff in there too. Like they deal with a lot of like mature themes and like they, I will say one thing and I have this with euphoria for some reason it was worse with Jenny and Georgia. It's weird dealing with the sex lives of 15 year olds this bluntly. I would be a little more comfortable if they were seniors and they were 18. (laughs) It's still weird because they're still in high school, but it's definitely weird that they're 15. However, like, I guess that's what happens. I don't know. It's just that part of it is weird. And that's probably like my one real complaint, but it is an enjoyable show. I have recommended it to friends. I know that you're not watching Gilmore Girls, like know that you're going to get a lot of racy stuff with it. Um, But yeah, I just, I love the show. I, I do believe it's number one on Netflix. Um, those things can change. And by the time you listen to this, maybe it won't be, but um, it reminds me a little bit of Outer Banks in the sense that like once it picked up that momentum, I don't know that it's going to fall out of the Netflix um, top spot because Outer Banks stayed there for a long time in this kind yeah, of that's, that that, vibe. That's what happens with the Netflix rankings. It, it, it might take a second to get there, but once it's up there, then the, the word of mouth gets spread. That's Netflix is really good at that. And then it's up there for a long time. Like, for example, when was the last time you ever saw a commercial on Netflix for any one of their programs? Well, I watched... When was the last time I, you saw a Netflix commercial? Oh, um, they were doing... That movie they did with um, Laundromat? What did... did the they Laundromat, do with, the Soderbergh movie with Meryl Streep. I did see commercials, but I also don't really... I only watch commercials during sports. So if they're not airing... My, my point is Netflix is so good. They're like... Because it's in everybody's home, they don't need to advertise. And I've made this point yeah. before, but that puts them so far ahead of their competitors. And everyone else is calling, kind of following suit. Like you don't see on H. If you watch one HBO thing, they're gonna advertise the hell out of all other HBO programs. Like you, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen previews for It's a Sin. I'm sure you've seen previews for Dead Bear, Bear Dead, Bear Down, Bear Town. Bear Town. I actually hadn't seen previews for Bear Town. That came to me through um, our my old uh, web guy Matt, uh, KHQ's former digital producer, texted me and was like, "You got to watch Bear Town." Um, so Are you I sure it's not, not Bear Down. It is Bear Town. Um, okay, so the other Jason Street. Are you a Friday Night Lights guy? Yeah, Jason Street. He is in this. Is in the wheelchair. Yeah. He's not in a wheelchair in this. Um, Definitely Sweet Magnolias and Heart of Dixie vibes as well. Um, The woman in it is like two years younger than us. And she has a 15-year-old 
and she in real life is like two years younger than us and she looks older and it makes me feel sad um the dad in this Sorry is also younger than us and we just we're old was definitely um a realization i'm looking through my notes i yeah all right that's it well i, gotta, I, what's watch a, I think top recommendation though is i think it's a sin i think that's the biggest takeaway from this episode if we both recommend yep. it okay yeah. Um, and honestly, with Beartown, I almost would recommend waiting five weeks and then devouring it all. So because um, that is definitely my top rack. But I agree. Like, it's a sin. Just go watch that first. Well, you should make a note to remind the people in five I, weeks. Time. I did that with a teacher and you yelled at me. You didn't yell at me. You were like, didn't you already do this one? Oh, did I? Maybe I was in yeah. a combative mood. Also, didn't a teacher take a nosedive after the first few episodes? That's what I heard. No, but it, it. it was yes and no. Like there was maybe a little bit. Well, mm, the, actually, after the first few episodes is when things got hot and heavy. Um, after, I just thought that was like the most unoriginal concept for. Maybe. Well, it was a, it was a movie from two thousand like twelve. So it yeah. literally it literally was unoriginal. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- but I guess the point is, anytime there's like a new female teacher sex scandal, people can't get enough of it. Yeah. So I guess people, I mean there's a, there's an audience there. My my thing with recommending that show was just to say these two actors did a really great job. They're very interesting to watch. It's 30 minute episodes and it is just very quick to devour and you should. But there is a lull. Yes, after hot and heavy stuff explodes, like there's a lull after that kind of towards the end. But that's why it should never have been a week to week show ever. Hulu should have given you the whole thing because if you binge that show, you would be much less aware of the lull in the middle to end. I got a question for you. Where would we be in film and television without sex? What? <laughs> I mean, think about everything we just recommended. Say for, what was the first one you did? Oh, no, the, first, the one has, I did. Baritone House Sex. No, the first one I did was um, the Rosamund Pike movie. I care oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, that's not really based on sex. Um, Take that one out. Every other thing we did was sex. It's, um, a, wild, it's a wild deal. Billie Eilish doesn't have a lot of sex. (laughs) That one's just the music. Um, Although some of her songs are sexual. No, yeah. I mean, that's a very broad question. But yes, uh, we got a lot. Maybe we should keep maybe we should keep an eye on that. What what was that face? I think I just found the title of the episode. Where would we be without sex? Do I want to title an episode that though? It's up to you. Your baby. How do you get babies? All right. Should I I title the episode how babies are made? (laughs) baby making baby making pod i'm not titling a baby making i'm titling episode how babies are made and the people that don't make it to the end are going to be incredibly confused if you did make it to the end thank you congratulations your reward is knowing why the episode was called how babies are made okay on that note have a good day have a good week we'll see you back here next week 